You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a-coming, it's rolling around a bend And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison and time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling on down the side and all Alright, for this episode we'll be talking about Johnny Cash at Folsom Prison In the room I have Rob, Hello. Ben, Hey. And John. Hi. At Folsom Prison is the live al- album and 27th overall album by Johnny Cash, recorded live January 13th, 1968. It was released on Columbia Records in May of 1968. The producer is Bob Johnson. The genre is outlaw country, rockabilly, and folk. In 1967, despite winning a Grammy for his duet, Jackson, with June Carter, Johnny Cash was heading for self-destruction. He had a severe alcohol and drug addiction, was divorced from his first wife, and was arrested in Walker County, Georgia after a car accident, a seizure of prescription pills, and trying to bribe a local deputy. Sheriff Ralph Jones released him after a long talk, and Cash credited that experience with helping him turn around his life. He married June Carter, and the country portion of Columbia Records underwent major personal changes. Frank Jones and Don Law, who had produced several of Cash's albums, were out, and the eccentric Bob Johnson was in. Cash saw this as an opportunity to pitch his original 1955 idea of recording a live album at a prison. Johnson enthusiastically supported the concept, and Folsom responded in kind. Backed with June Carter, Carl Perkins, and the Tennessee Three, Cash performed two shows at Folsom State Prison in California on January 13, 1968. The album has gone on to be something of legend. An outlaw country singer with a penance for danger performs songs about breaking the law and casually jokes with the inmates as if they had been locked up together. This record would further push the romantic outlaw aura for Cash as not only a man who sang about prison life, but of someone willing to connect with those who lived it every day. The album was a huge success and a comeback for Cash. Seven months after its release, it shipped over 300,000 copies, and two months later, it was certified gold. All right, what do we think of At Folsom Prison by Johnny Cash? Man, <laughs> it's, I, 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 I love this album. It's a good one. How good is it? I was like, grab your birch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm talking, but I'm also listening to Johnny because we've got him in our headphones, and I like to hear what he has to say about things. It feels <laughs> it feels weird to interrupt him. Yeah, what, what does this say for live albums? I love live albums, and this is one of the albums that's, that ignited my love for live albums. Uh, at Folsom Prison, and then uh, like a year later, uh, at San Quentin, which we're, uh, we're going to be covering... In 1969 episodes, yeah, uh, they're both they're both so good. They're great. He like you said, you mentioned he's backed by June. He's got Carl Perkins on guitar. He's got Carl's brother Luther Perkins on lead, and then the background vocalist that you hear are the Statler brothers. Like you, you can't go wrong. Like he and my favorite parts of both this one and the San Quentin one uh, are the the choice to not edit edit out 
both the, the stage banter where he's talking to the prisoners and even like the, the prison announcements. Uh, like I thought that was funny. I think it's, it's so cool that they left that stuff in. Like it really, it, it, it puts you there, you know? Yeah. For, for you to be a fan of a live album, I think the best thing you can say about them is that they put you there mm-hmm. and you would think that being in a, Maximum security prison is the last place you'd ever want to be, but on on that night, that's exactly where you'd want to be, is is right there in Folsom with those inmates. I mean, just hearing Johnny Cash, uh, you know, obviously his playing style and his performance is amazing, but also just how he's so human with the inmates, mm-hmm. considering that he'd, I don't think he'd ever been locked up. He'd been locked or up, maybe not prison. prison. He'd been like jailed, but right? Yeah, but not, yeah. not like. It was always an overnight kind yeah. of situation. Yeah, never, never a long stretch. Right. But uh, but no somehow, but somehow he could he could really understand where they were coming from, and mm-hmm. you know the the song choices that he makes on the album. I mean, he's 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 really pushing the envelope, sort of uh, racking that pathos on incarceration, and you know even the the chance of being hung to death. Yeah. Uh, he's mm-hmm. not afraid to touch it while he's in. A maximum no, security prison. Say it again, but slower. Yeah. yeah. What's that? Say what you just said, but slower. He was not afraid to pick songs to, to touch it. Oh, to touch it in, <laughs> while he's while he's in, in there. there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So phrasing. Um, <laughs> but you know thing. who's not afraid to touch it? Johnny Cash. Where's not afraid to touch it? There. Where's there? In, in prison. Because <laughs> when you're in prison, you better touch it. <laughs> he was. He was discouraged to, to to play all these prison songs and gallows humor songs, uh, and he chose to to ignore the uh, the advice to to not play them and and to go ahead and play them. I think it was the right call. Like, you know, it's the elephant in the room. He he, like his biggest hit is Folsom Prison Blues at this point. You know, like you're not going to go to Folsom Prison and then not play songs about prison. You know? Imagine he goes to Folsom Prison and does not play Folsom Prison. <laughs> one thing that I think's really cool about this one uh, is that uh, they they rehearsed and recorded a song written by uh, Glenn Shirley, who is a prisoner at Folsom, and it's good. It, it might even be... Yeah, Greystone Wall. Greystone Chapel. 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 Yeah, the last, mm-hmm. last track. It might be my favorite track on the whole album. Like, it, it, there's not a bad song on the album, but if I, if I had to pick a favorite, you know, some days I'd pro- I, I think I'd pick Greystone Chapel. I think it's an awesome... It's like a... It's got that gospel vibe, but it's it's really up-tempo. It's fun. It's a good song. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think Greystone's kind of an interesting song because it's... I don't think it's the first, it's definitely not the first time. It's kind of in that vein of songs where it's a, a prisoner's lament or a prisoner's uh, sort of calling out to God mm-hmm. and saying, you know, you know, there may be all these hard walls around here and I'm locked in, but the doors to God are always open. And, mm-hmm. and it's an interesting thing to exactly be written by uh, an inmate who was at the show mm-hmm. uh, and didn't know they were going to play the song. And got called out, but I guess apparently it didn't have any real negative effects on him. And, and later on, he did go to do some country music on his own. He did. Right now, in our in our headphones, we're listening to 25 Minutes to Go, uh, which Shel Silver, Silverstein wrote. That and, sounds right. Yep. <laughs> now, that I, now that I hear it. Cool. Yeah. If, if you listen, at the at the end of the song, he goes, how you doing, Shirley? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Glenn Shirley was right up in, in the front row. Yeah. yeah. 
and it would be, it, and I'm like I, I can't put myself in the shoes of a prisoner in Folsom in 1968, but to have like an entertainer come and and not pussyfoot around the topics, just like, yeah, to come think, and just and talk straight. That's why I, I, I kind of want to include that in the intro that he seems so casual in that. It comes across in the recording, and I think that's what truly makes this an exceptional album. It's not just that he's a great performer. It's that he knows his crowd. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, when James Brown is performing for the Apollo, he knows his crowd. You know, it's it's those performers that have have done this a hundred times, and they really know what they're doing and Mm -hmm. who their audience is. And they're also very height in this playing i guess they recorded you know like two days uh, didn't say straight but rehearsed they rehearsed yeah, yeah i'm sorry uh two days kind of straight to get everything kind of perfect for this this set because they knew it was going to be kind of a one-shot deal you know you can't just go into the prison and and uh edit a lot of things because it would be recorded live mm-hmm. i think they were holed up at a, a nearby hotel you know before they went to go play and uh we're rehearsing the songs, and that's when was it the uh, warden or somebody got them the the demo tape or something for Greystone Chapel? I think I don't even think it was a demo tape. I think it was like sheet music. Oh, something basic. Yeah. Uh, while they were at the hotel, and they said, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna prep this up in two days, and we're gonna do it." Mm-hmm. And also, while they were at the hotel, apparently, uh, Governor of California Ronald Reagan mm-hmm. was there for some after dinner speech, and uh, you know came and saw the band and heard what they were doing and wished them well, which is. An interesting side note. Just, you know, you know, when he was done being president of the Screen Actors Guild. He <laughs> uh, let's hear your impersonation. Do you have one? Of Reagan? Oh, I can't do a Reagan. Can you do a Reagan, Rob? No. No? Tear down that wall! Hey! Hey! Mr. Gorbachev! <laughs> Evil Empire! <laughs> yeah, it sounds dead up like That was really good. Uh, I'm very impressed. There were few at the scene... But they all agreed that the slayer who ran looked a lot like me. She walks these hills in a long black veil. She visits my grave when the night winds wave. Nobody knows. Nobody sees, nobody knows but me. The judge also, I was pretty struck by, I had forgotten, you know, he does a long black veil and some of these very slow songs and the prisoner seemed, you know, seems to be the same response no matter what, if he's playing cocaine blues, if he's playing mm-hmm. like these soft and uh, somber songs. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, like, because we have it in our headphones right now, he's singing Long Black Veil, uh, which is a slow sort of folk song about uh, refusing to uh, admit you were in the arms of your best friend's wife as an alibi, so instead you go to to, mm-hmm. to be hung for a murder that you didn't commit. Uh, and when he sings the verse about, I was in the arms of my best friend's wife, he laughs because somebody <laughs> in the audience is cheering. Yeah. <laughs> like, Woo! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So even even then, they're getting their their dollars worth. If you if you're counting the extended version, there's that makes two two story songs on this record, where someone 
is put to death for a crime they didn't commit because they didn't want to admit to their own alibi. Because uh, Joe Bean, mm. uh, he was he was robbing the Santa Fe. At the at the t- he was put to death for murdering someone, <laughs> and said he'd he'd killed dozens of men, but not that one. That day he was robbing the Santa Fe. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Bean, mm-hmm. Joe Bean, Joe Bean, Joe Bean. I'm begging of you, please don't steal my train. <laughs> Man, it's it's hard to talk about this album because it's you, you don't know what to do. You just you can only pr- I think we can only praise it. Johnny's just got such an aura about him that exudes the sort of stalwart, you know, country singer. Yeah. That is has been there, done that and is, you know, connecting with every human on the planet. Like I almost I, I don't it feels weird, like trying to overanalyze it. You know, just uh, just like let the man do his thing. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, listen to this record. <laughs> just let the man do it. Don't listen to me talking about this record. <laughs> listen to this record instead, <laughs> or both. You know, there's there's time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Cash began performing Folsom Prison Blues for inmates in the late '50s, more than a decade before. Folsom Prison was released. Um, the occupants of Huntsville, Texas, gave Cash his first incarnation of the audience back in 1957. And when rainy weather ruined his band's equipment, Cash finished the so- uh, show solo. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, also, another tip is uh, the cheers heard after I, sh- uh, I shot a man in Reno were secretly spliced in by uh, Bob Johnston. Uh, really? Yep. Crafty Bob. Yeah. Yep. I'm sure there were cheers, though. Don't get me right. wrong. But well, didn't they also they they uh, like on releases after the first uh, like and reissues of it they edited that line because it was like it was right after this came out that Robert Kennedy was assassinated. Right. And that line all of a sudden became controversial. Uh, he was shot in California. Yeah, not Reno. That's but, a different state. But something about just shooting a man to watch him die or something, I guess they thought was too close in time. Right. Or too well, close last in... week we were fine with that line, but now we need to go back and edit that line out. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense why they thought it was too close, too too soon, because it has nothing to do with the events of Sirhan and It's, Han, it's Sir hundreds of miles away. Yeah. It's and... also, it was written a long time. A long time before right, yeah. the 20 event. some odd years yes. before the event, yeah. Uh, this album also represents, I think, Johnny Cash. When I think of him, I think of four distinct eras. I think early Johnny Cash with Sun Records. I think of this era of the outlaw uh, prison, Folsom Prison, San Quentin. I think of gospel Johnny Cash in the 80s. And then uh, in the the later Johnny Cash when like he kind Rubin, of comes back. Cash. Yeah, comes yeah. back with Rick Rubin. Also, Highwaymen was kind of in the that sort of like late seventies, eighties. Yeah. 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 So, would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Okay. As long as you uh, lump into the like Highwaymen gospel, like also like TV show Johnny Cash. Yeah, Taco that's Bell, true. Johnny Cash. That's true. He did have a TV oh, show. Well, the Taco Bell Johnny Cash was after he had his own variety show. And that was after that. The Taco Bell came after the Friday show. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It just makes me think of the uh, Dewey Clock. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Coming out on roller skates to Starman. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, Dewey Cox, I know. Lockhart, is essentially Johnny Cash, including oh, his brother yeah. was almost mm. cut in half. 
<laughs> you, you look not like a machete fight uh, in by a bandsaw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, almost cut in half and did yeah. and did pass away from his wounds. So. Yeah, he has such an interesting life. I mean, mm-hmm. incredible life. I like Dewey Cox. I took a shot of cocaine and I shot my woman down. I went right home and I went to bed. I stuck at love and forty-four beneath my head. Got up next morning and I grabbed that gun. Took a shot of cocaine and away I run. Made a good run, but I run too slow. They overtook me down in Juarez, Mexico. So we're listening to, uh, is it the toilet of your heart? Mm-hmm. Yeah, flush, flush, flush from, from the, the bathroom, bathroom of Flush your from heart. the bathroom of your heart. And uh, he, like, he continues to use, like, uh, is it just similes or metaphors? The the, the Indianapolis of whatever, which I thought was perfect growing up in Indianapolis, where it is a fucking toilet. Um, <laughs> but that was a reference to the race, though. At the same time. <laughs> that is a not-too-subtle dig at the shithole that Indianapolis was in 1968. So both this song and uh, the next song uh, on the extended one, Joe Bean, I, I, I guess they're from like a, a Novelties album that he released. And I, I knew, you know, he, at this point he already had what his, what his 27th album. Yes. They're not, they can't all be winners. <laughs> but I didn't realize that he had gotten into comedy country. <laughs> uh, you know, there, there's sort of a long legacy of that. Sort of the uh, Tom T. Hall oh, yeah. uh, meets, um, what am I thinking of? Uh, Roger Miller. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, all, the, all those kind of... Uh, Performers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Woody Guthrie had. Some. Yeah, but this one, I like. Let me see if I can find a picture. I think there's even like a, a, a caricature of him on the cover. Like it looks like. Is it him like in a clown outfit with a little, <laughs> or a little, little, little nose? I wish. I wish. Uh, Holding two in Doritos. So, I learned something that I had never known before, but that Folsom Prison was actually cribbed from the Gordon Jen- Jenkins uh, Crescent City Blues, and he uses. Similar lines, so I'm going to play that for you guys now. Yeah. After the train halted, I stepped off for a breath of Middle Western air. Middle Western. As I lit a cigarette, <laughs> I heard a voice from the shack across the way. Have you guys heard this? No. no. Okay. It's going to blow your mind, though, because I was thinking I was like, what? what year is this? I hear the train coming. It's rolling round the bend And I, I ain't been kissed, Lord <laughs> Since I don't know when The boys in Crescent City Don't mm. seem to know I'm here Does it say which Crescent Is it Crescent City, California? That lonesome what's, whistle what's seems City? to oh. tell Middle, me Middle Western Oh, Middle Western Oh, is that a Orleans? Just watching life. If only she'd realized that if she'd made a reference of killing someone in cold blood, she would have had a hit on her hands. Yeah. <laughs> Early uh, anyway. blues women were reluctant to talk about how much oh, they'd killed, killed people. people. Yeah, yeah, which is 
You know, it's a shame. Really, it is a shame because you know they wanted to, but they were repressed. <sighs> Glass ceiling. Yeah. Someday, no matter the gender, creed, or age of a person, you can talk about murdering somebody. You'll be able to at least a sing a song about killing someone in cold blood and right. have a multinational hit. That's the American dream. Yeah. All right. How do we feel about this album? I love this album. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Is anybody not going to say they're a positive on this one? No. Yeah, it's a total, total positive. Is yeah. it is it impossible to hate this record? I tried. Like, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I went through actively looking for things that bothered me, and I yeah. couldn't find anything. It's, yeah. it's all very, very good. It's a great record. Yeah, the the sound is good. The yeah, it's actually recorded is good. really yeah. well, too. How's that grab you, Boggs? <laughs> <laughs> right where it should. In the Bustles. ears. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't until today uh, when I was reading about uh, producer Bob Johnston that I was like, oh, Bob, that's him. <laughs> that's yeah. the Bob being That's grabbed. the Bob that's going to care about insane <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he loved the idea. Oh, yeah. Pitched the idea and Bob was like, on board? He's like, okay, I'm going to. I'm going to say shit when I tell him not to say shit. <laughs> All right? And Bob's like, that's not going to grab me very well. <laughs> That'll do it for this one. Next time we'll be talking about Laura, Nero, Eli, and the 13th Confession. Inside the walls of prison, my body may be, but my Lord has set my soul free. There's a gray stone chapel here at Folsom, a house of worship in this den of sin. You wouldn't think that God had a place here at Folsom, but he saved the soul of many.